From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. Yes, I am the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks, your host, also your tour guide through the wackadoodle world of Joe Biden's America. And believe me, it is wackadoodle. We are loaded for bear today. We've got a lot going on, and it's a busy news day. So before I get into it real quick, if you want to send us uh, email, questions, comments, uh, shout-outs, what have you, uh, you can do so at inblackandright at gmail.com. Uh, you can also uh, go to our website, inblackandright.net. You can check it out and all the things there. We're, um, I'm just coming back. It's been kind of a rough week because of illness and everything. It, I'm, ugh, it, it's kind of rough, but I am trying to get back, uh, get back to uh, my normal self. You know, get back in some decent shape and uh, continue to bring you all sorts of fun uh, going on right now uh, today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, tonight. Yay, it's the second GOP debate from the Reagan Library in Southern California. Anybody gonna watch? I mean, <laughs> I I say that kind of sarcastically because apparently Fox News <laughs> you you know it's not going to be a good night when you hear that Fox News, the uh, presenters of the debate, have had to reduce uh, what they pay, uh, what they're charging advertisers tonight during the debate because they know it's a big snooze fest. It's going to be boring. And once again, Donald Trump will win the debate, and he's nowhere near California. He, Trump tonight around 8 p.m. Eastern Time will be speaking to a select group of people in Clinton Township, Michigan, uh, most of, and most of them are United Auto Worker folks. And believe me, it's going to be a hell of a lot better than what happened yesterday with uh, Joe Biden coming to Michigan. He was only on the ground for a little over an hour. He was there 12 minutes, 12 minutes uh, with the workers there on the picket line. And he only spoke for about, uh, gosh, less than two minutes. I think about maybe 90 seconds. And you just have to wonder why are, are you are you kidding? That's it. It was just a cheap photo op before he went to a fundraiser and and all of that. And I'm just going, you got to be kidding me. Uh, number one, I can assure you, President Trump will speak more than two minutes. <laughs> I, I will tell you that right now. Uh, he's going to be definitely there doing his thing. And it, these are people who are auto workers. I mean, these are union folks. The pe <laughs> Isn't it interesting? The people who the Democrats claim they support, they support, you know, union folks, the working class Americans. And in 2016, that went kaboom. That went kaboom. Gone. See ya. This is why... The Rust Belt. And trust me, they the Democrats need it. They need it really bad. I mean, I've even heard reports that the Biden campaign is dropping uh, political ads in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area 13 months ahead of schedule. I'm like, what? I mean, that's really something that is 
unprecedented and unheard of. And all it says is the Biden campaign is scared spitless about Trump. They are scared. They are major league scared. So that's just, I mean, that's just funny to me. Fox has to reduce what they're charging advertisers to even go through this debate. I'm not, I don't need to watch it. I said this about the first debate. Don't need to watch it either. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, it is absolutely crazy. And frankly, the RNC and its buffoonery just does not seem to get it in their heads. Trump has been for months, not days, not weeks, but months, kicking your butts. And there's only going to be seven people there, but it doesn't matter how you get there. It's just, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a snooze fest. You're not going to help yourselves. And if the RNC was actually smart, it's like, forget the third debate. It's over. And all y'all, including my governor, Governor DeSantis, get out of the campaign, coalesce behind Trump, and let's get on with the general election. Period. I mean, that's how I see it. It, I, and I felt this way for, and I thought this way for quite a while. So, eh, I don't know. I don't know why they insist on doing this, but hey. Well, uh, anyway, I'm, all I know is tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern, I'm going to be watching President Trump in Michigan, and it's going to be a heck of a lot more interesting, to be sure. So, as we move on, boy, lots of news today. Now, another blockbuster, another blockbuster by John Solomon and Just the News. Uh, breaking this afternoon, headline, James Biden confirmed to FBI family tried to help Chinese firm buy U.S. energy assets. I thought, oh man. Now, John, if you've not uh, gone to Just the News or if you haven't heard of John Solomon, learn about this guy. He is a five-star, leg almost legendary investigative journalist. And when he breaks a story and I see his byline, I'm thinking, oh, hello. We got ourselves a good one because John Solomon brings the receipts. He totally brings the receipts and continues to uh, make sure his stories are verified. He does not print junk. He just does not print uh, junk. So here's the, and I love this. I gotta, li I, I gotta read some of this. I just have to, it, it's too good. Now, for the mainstream corporate media who are also graduates of the Joseph Goebbels School of Propaganda, who keeps saying that you have no evidence, you have no evidence, you have no evidence. It only proves beyond a shadow of a doubt the mainstream corporate media is intellectually lazy, intellectually dishonest, and integrity deficient. Ooh, yep, that's how it works, baby. They are that. So here we go. A little bit of John Solomon's piece. President Joe Biden's brother told the FBI the first family, including Hunter Biden, tried unsuccessfully to help a Chinese company buy U.S. energy assets and did so believing the firm's leader was tied directly to Communist Chinese President Xi, Xi Jinping, according to explosive new documents made public by the House Ways and Means Committee. So, hello, corporate media. You want 
hello, there are documents. Documents. Just pick a committee. How ways and means, oversight, judiciary, and yet, and yet, you're still going to go out there and say, oh, there's no evidence that Joe Biden, it's like, shut up. You're not doing your job. You won't do your job. There's plenty of evidence out there. Hunter Biden is the key because he was getting daddy uh, all kinds of things. Here we go. Along the very same line, Hunter, uh, from court documents, and this is from Breitbart, court document, Hunter lived in California when Chinese partners wired money to Joe Biden's Delaware address. Oops, here we go again. In August of 2019, Joe, a $250,000 wire transfer came uh, from a Chinese businessman with connections to the Chinese Communist Party, but it was sent, uh, on the, the address on the account was Joe Biden's personal residence there in Delaware, but it was to Hunter Biden who was living in California. So this is just crazy. And and the timing, oh, remember folks what I tell you, the timing of things can give you tremendous clues. So apparently, reading this story from Breitbart, um, here we go. oh yes, here we go. According to Hunter Biden's text messages and emails, he shared a bank account with Joe Biden and paid some of his father's expenses. Hunter Biden also listed Joe Biden's Delaware house as the billing address for his personal credit card and Apple account in 2018 and 2019. In addition, Hunter Biden's driver's license issued in 2018 lists Joe Biden's residence. No evidence, huh? I'm so sick and tired of these yahoos. I just want to puke. So yeah, you got plenty going on, baby. Plenty going on. Uh, and And Joe Biden's brother, James, who is not exactly... Uh, well, shall we say uh, a real Boy Scout here? Because he was getting in on it too. Oh, he was getting in on a lot of stuff. Maybe not exactly from the Chinese, but he was getting it from somewhere. From somewhere. I think some of that had to do with uh, the Middle East. So, so you got that going on. <laughs> oh, but... Here's something, though, that just absolutely fried me. And for a different reason than you might think. Now, from Gateway Pundit, here's the story of, and the headline, and this is from Philadelphia. Murder charges dropped against Philadelphia cop over shooting of Eddie Irizarry. Rooting and looting ensues. Now, I'm not 100% familiar with this case. I mean, this was from, um, let's see, when, where was this? Yeah, it was August 14th, over this past summer. And it was a case of this Irizarry guy who wouldn't obey the cops after leading them on quite the merry chase, high-speed chase, and a very dangerous one. And apparently they believed that he was carrying a gun, but he wasn't being responsive uh, to uh, to the officers. Uh, excuse me. But yeah. So now, now that the cop who is was at the center of the shooting has the charges have been dismissed, including the murder charges. Yep, last night, Philadelphia was just all kinds of nuts. Looting and pillaging dozens of, dozens of juveniles who were black, by the way. And, I, and, that, and that just doesn't surprise me. 
I, I this is basically black privilege, but I want to play a little bit of something that was on uh, on X, uh, Twitter or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, this was just insane. I, I just want you to. I mean, you can't see it, but you've got Philadelphia police trying to stop all these people, and you have. I mean, I'll just play a little bit of this for you because I have my own thoughts on this. So here we go. Okay. There's more of this, but... The voice you heard that was screaming and laughing was some silly, some silly ass Negro girl who was filming all this on her phone and everything. But this ticked me off for one big reason. We now have, and and I've said, and I'm. Gonna make myself make myself probably an enemy and paint a target on my back, but this is, ladies and gentlemen, why I have a rule in life that goes like this: stupidity doesn't discriminate. These were stupid Negro kids out there with a huge flash mob, and they're hitting store after store after store, stealing and. While the police are going after the thieves who are coming out of these places, you heard this silly girl these just laughing and she thinks it's a joke. This is the type of mentality that too many young black folks have and this is why they're killing black America. They're the ones who are killing them, not the cops. When you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And this is what too many black folks in too many cities like Philadelphia, Democrat run, uh, Krasner, who is the district attorney, is a bought and paid for George Soros slave. And so, yeah, oh, we're sorry that we arrested you because you were looting. I'm like, this is exactly why I... I'm glad I grew up in the family I grew up in. Even though my father had died when I was young, my mother did not raise me to be a fool, a thug, or an animal like these idiots were in Philadelphia. And it's not just Philly. This has happened all over the place. Looting, you know, BLM, Antifa, the looting, the anarchy, the chaos, the bedlam. Yes, this is going to be another reason why companies, these companies that are being hit, they're going to be leaving these areas. I mean, Target, great example, are going to be closing a bunch of stores across the United States because of safety and all the rampant crime caused by stupid ass black kids yes i'm this gets me mad and yes don't expect me to be all nicey nice no black folks black america need to and i'm willing to bet i am willing to bet the farm that these kids don't have dads at home or some serious responsible parenting they don't they just do not and it's ridiculous and for several different reasons but for me when stupid black kids go off and do stuff like that it makes my life a little bit harder because there are going to be people who somehow are going to think that just because I'm black I'm okay with all of that and I am not my mama did my very southern mom did not raise me to be a fool, a thug, or an animal. Now, the one thing I love that gives me hope, 
Now, I don't know if anybody remembers the days of the Freddie Gray uh, foolishness that was going on. There was similar looting and all of that that was going on. But <laughs> this went viral when one kid, you know, all dressed up in black, you know, looking to, you know, get into trouble. The one thing that stopped him, <laughs> the one thing that stopped him was not God himself, although I'd like to think there was some divine intervention involved. The thing, the, the thing that stopped him was a wonderful person called Mama. Mama found him. And <laughs> I wanted to give this woman Mother of the Year. She found him and I'm looking at this with <laughs> with some of my uh, with some friends I mean yeah and I thought to myself oh god I know what's coming I know what's coming I said okay for all my white friends uh, you are about to see a glimpse of how I was raised because when mama found him I thought oh crap this is going to get ugly in a hurry. And it did. So she's mad. She's cursing him out. She's smacking him upside the head. And, you know, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. I'm looking at this and I just got the biggest Cheshire cat grin on my face. Thinking, dude, you do know how stupid you were, right? And so she's cursing him out. She's hitting him. And, and like and people are laughing. You know, and I'm laughing too. Because this is exactly what a lot of these parents should have been doing to their damn kids. You know, instead of them letting them go out and run around acting like total fools. Mama got down there her and it went viral. This whole, that, I mean, there was a news camera that caught it. It went viral. It went national. And I'm thinking to myself, that is exactly what mama was supposed to do. And I guarantee you, now that she has gotten national fame, and so did her son, hey, he cleaned up his act, went to college, learned computer technology and I'm thinking to myself hmm I gotta love that because that is a happy ending but now because of BLM and because of Antifa and plus all these George Soros bought and paid for district attorneys in cities like Philly and New York and up and other places Chicago we're gonna have like this is black privilege, apparently, because you now have all of this chaos and bedlam in these cities that are run by Democrats with equally woke uh, district attorneys. And it's like, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. I'm going, this is why black America, this is why Blexit was created. Then this is why I became a supporter of Blexit. To not let the mainstream media, multi-generational poverty, multi-generational government dependence dictate my life as a black American. And too many stupid ass Negroes are still under its under the influence of that. And then they get and they're gonna get mad at me. They're gonna I say and I just say, I don't care. I was not raised that way. I never got that way. And and if I even got close to it, oh yeah, I would get my butt tore up from the floor up if my mother ever found that. And so I am so grateful to my mom who made sure and was very <clears throat> persuasive shall we say, about my education. She wanted me and my family, because I come from a family of educators, uh, 
four teachers on my father's side of the family who really made sure and that I got what I needed as far as getting a good education, working hard, doing what I need to do, and to make myself successful, not because of affirmative action. I didn't need set-asides and quotas. Neither did my grandparents. And they had outstanding and exceptional careers. My grandfather, as a teacher and as a pastor, even, but he did work hard. He worked 20 years for the Postal Service. My grandmother, 35 years in the medical field, as an anesthesiologist, became the first black female anesthesiologist in the history of the state of Oregon. So I'm proud of the legacy that's been left to me. And I'm proud that Blexit exists to allow uh, young professionals, college-educated people who aren't in the music industry trying to be rappers or being uh, professional athletes. These are people in business, in law, in government. These are sharp people and they care about their communities because I can sure as hell tell you, Democrats don't. They never, and they haven't. And this is why you see a lot of these rank and file union guys, the hardworking Americans out there in the Rust Belt. States like Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania. They're out there busting their butts. However, the Democrats, you know, left them. They left them a long time ago. And that's why in 2016, there was a lot of union workers who voted for Trump. And for black folks and minorities, you're starting to figure, I mean, I'm, I'm optimistic that there are a lot of black folks in inner city communities who are figuring it out. The Democrats who say, oh, we love you, we love you. It's political domestic abuse. It is, and I'll explain what I mean by that. Every two to four years, especially in presidential election cycles, you have Democrats going to black folks who've done nothing for them previously. It's like a woman who's been beaten by her husband or by her boyfriend, and he comes around with flowers and chocolate and say, oh baby, I'm not gonna do that no more. I'm so sorry, I'm not, I'm so sorry, I'm not gonna hurt, I'm not gonna do that anymore. And comes, and it comes to a point where, you know, once the election's over, the abuse starts all over again. But you promised me, you promised me. Well, the promise doesn't mean jack squat, sweetie. And sadly, you had to learn, you had to learn the hard way. There, there comes a point when the abuse has got to stop and getting your self-respect back. And that's sadly not really the case in a lot of inner city communities. I mean, I still remember when Barack Obama got his first term and I saw so many silly black people, young and old, men and women, like, oh, I got my Obama phone and I'm not going to have to pay for gas no more. It's like, what drugs are you on or what reality are you living in? Because this isn't reality. You're still going to have to pay for gas and food and things of that nature. It's not, you're, in, you're not going to get a break just because we have the nation's first black president. Get a clue, people. Get a clue. And, and by the way, and this is a challenge I've put out for years. Any of y'all black folks tell me, please name me one. All you got to do is find one inner city in this country that actually improved under Barack Obama. All you need is one. And nobody has been able to do that. And this has been years. So I don't know why y'all want to continue down this road pretty much condemning the next generation of up-and-coming black kids 
to government dependence, slavery, and just plain all across the board dysfunction. I don't get it. And I probably never will get it, but I'm glad I was never a part of it. And that's why I left the Democrat plantation. And I just recently left the GOP. I'm an independent. An independent thinker. I can speak for myself. I can think for myself. I can stand up for myself. And yet y'all still want to think that we're still stuck in the mid-19th century and it's the Civil War and systemic racism and blah, blah. No, this is the talk of stupid white folks, liberal, wackadoodle, way out in left field white folks. And if you're dumb enough to believe it, in spite of the amazing legacy of Dr. King and those in the Civil Rights Movement in the 1960s, when I was just a kid, then you deserve what you get. You deserve what you get because if you're going to be lazy and not do something to help yourself, do something to respect yourself, and you got all kinds of crazy stuff in your head believing that you're owed something, you ain't owed a, you are not owed anything. Your entitlement mentality needs to be destroyed. I mean, I don't have it. And I have to, there are some things I do have to fight for. I earned money for years. I mean, I worked for like some 40 years. And now I'm a little older and I've got some issues medically, but I worked my, and I still working my butt off doing a podcast. And that has been named as one of the top 20 black conservative podcasts to follow this year. I'm grateful for the honor, but it wasn't given to me. It was not given to me. I had to earn it. And if black, and if too many of these idiotic black kids don't start figuring out you have to earn things in life to get ahead in life because the government is too messed up to give you all the stuff that mama and daddy had and you ain't getting it. And the baby mamas, mm, don't even get me started on that. This is why I love my nephews. I've got three nephews. They're all dads. And they are all responsible, very much involved with their kids. And they're, ra and they're involved in their lives. And there's a very good chance that they're not going to get into this crazy foolishness that's gone on for too many years. George Floyd is not your provider. George Floyd was not a saint. And to deify him somehow, and some of y'all black folks do, and I know the crazy wackadoodle white liberals do, it's like, uh-uh. Jesus Christ is my source. He is my Lord and Savior, not George Floyd. And until you get that through your thick heads, then there's nothing I can do to help you. Nothing, except do what I'm doing and support those who are being positive, who are being contributors, who are making an, a positive impact on their communities, on their families, churches, wherever. And y'all in Philadelphia acting like fools and other places acting like fools because you think you're entitled to go and loot a place because a cop gets exonerated in the shooting of some other thug or whatever? No. There are times, yes, you there you got to hold them to account. But you don't do it by ruining a city's economy. Because now, what are these stores going to do? They're probably going to move. Because they know it's not safe. The organized corporate theft is costing companies... Oh my gosh, I even got a story. It's costing companies over some $112 billion. Okay? It's just that way. This is, this is why you're going to have people and businesses move out of these areas. 
$112 billion in loss for retailers. Another story from the Gateway Pundit. So, frankly, black. this is why I can't stand most black folks. Because they are trapped in a mental stronghold where they can't get out of a victim mentality that somehow it's the white it's white republicans who are causing problems and yet you can't see joe biden doing absolutely nothing for you just like barack obama did nothing for you so yeah i'm going to just be who i am now along the same line along the same line a somewhat related story here from uh los angeles county zero bail headline zero bail set to take effect sunday in la county but concerns linger you think you think hey la county uh yo dude and dudettes who think that you're all smart watch if you haven't learned the lesson of new york and their zero bail and everything same in philadelphia and other places you are about to get a very very hard lesson in reality you're just going and you're just going to have to fix you're just going to have to deal with it you asked for it you got it same thing with eric adams in new york he wanted to make it a great sanctuary city now that he's got it and now, and now he's screaming for a bailout. You've got Hochul, that ditzy broad, who's the governor, saying, oh no, don't come to New York, don't come to New York. Well, which is it? Which is it? Come or don't? Are you a sanctuary city or not? And what's happening with Adams and trying to get these uh, illegal immigrants into other parts of New York to take them upstate? Whew. Unbelievable. And yes, this is coming from the very bald, black, and buffoonish mayor. And it's the same, it's going to be the same thing in Los Angeles. Karen Bass, black, female, woke, Democrat, hang on, LA. Hang on, because if it's not there already, it's with this zero bail taking effect, hang tough, folks. Hang tough. Because it is going to be an absolute scream. And it will not be screams of joy. Ugh, mercy. Sorry about that. I just couldn't handle that. But I know one of the other big stories. This cracks me up. Because... It, it, it's bad, it's tyranny, but it cracks me up in a way. Now, many of you have heard the story about the wackadoodle far-left judge saying that Trump and his family have committed some type of fraud. From the nationalpulse.com, far-left Democrat judge says businessman Trump overvalued his empire. Now, that right there should tell you something. A judge, a Democrat judge, an old way out and whack, way out in left field wackadoodle, a judge is now all of a sudden look making himself look like he's an expert in real estate. I mean, oh my gosh, I gotta read part of this to you. It, it cracks me up. A far left Democrat judge in New York has ruled that he knows more about the value of the business empire of former President Donald Trump, Donald Trump than his banks, business partners, accountants, employees, and insurers. Now, Judge Arthur Engeron, a lifelong leftist lawyer, ruled that ruled Tuesday that Trump and his company deceived people even though two-page even though two-page disclaimers were included in financial statements to make it clear such valuations were internal estimates. Okay, now this stupid fool 
thinking that he knows more about real estate than a guy who built a real estate empire all over the freaking planet. You know, I'm just going, and I and Donald Trump Jr. was just on uh, Charlie Kirk's show this afternoon to respond to this. Now, what cracks me up about some of this? They're calling fraud. Now, the problem is <clears throat> we have to think for a minute, class. So. Let us put on our thinking caps. If there is fraud, who's the victim? That is your question. I'll give you a minute to think. Nope. Okay, the answer is nobody. Is there an actual person that was defrauded? No. Were there any banks defrauded? No. They were all paid back and paid back with interest. So now this fool probably got some idea in his head, probably put in there by, you know, some wackadoodle thinking that, you know, oh, I'm going to stop this. But Tisha James tried to, and she's an idiot. Yes, and a black woman. I just don't understand. Because I have no... Uh, you know, I know there are plenty of black liberals, black progressives who hate people like me. They hate people like Candace Owens and Clarence Thomas and others. Frankly, we don't give a damn. Because if you're going to be nothing more than a trained animal for a bunch of white elitist leftists, the problem isn't ours. The problem is yours. Anyway, so yeah, so now here's this guy, this judge, old wackadoodle seriously way out in left field wackadoodle essentially making himself an expert now on he's, he has no background in finance no background in banking no background in accounting or anything else nothing so frankly why this guy is doing that you know, ruling against Trump. I mean, it's just, it's Trump derangement syndrome taken to a whole new level. Now, they can't get him at the ballot box because he is just way too far ahead, not just with the Republican primary, but with also uh, the general election. But just because he's ahead in certain polling, that does not give us an excuse to say, hey, uh-uh, we are not going to slow down. We still have work to do. We cannot take a day off. And this is what a lot of this polling, I have a feeling, is all about. But that's a different story. So now here you have this goofball judge trying to make himself out as some sort of business genius. I mean, of course Trump is going to... Uh, appeal the ruling, but the fact that this idiot should never have gotten involved in the first place, considering he has no... I mean, didn't even have a jury. There was no jury. So he just made a summary judgment saying, Trump, you and your family have overvalued your, your business and you can't do business in New York City anymore. I would have said... You better sit down, have a Prozac, and shut the hell up. I mean, you can't do that. And if you and if you try to do it, okay, here you go. So Trump moves his empire somewhere else. Maybe brings it down to Miami. That's close enough, you know. Bring Trump's people, move it. You know, have Eric and Don Jr. move it all down there. Because, frankly, as it stands, this, this doofus is just off of his rocker and has lost what's left of his old mind. I'm wondering if he might have some issues uh, cognitively. But another real interesting little tidbit, again, from the National Pulse. And the headline, Fauci snuck into CIA headquarters 
to influence COVID origin report. And I'm like, well, I'll be damned. The great Anthony Fauci, Lord of all science, apparently had a meeting with the CIA to work on this narrative. So I'm thinking, oh, this is, I gotta read this. Now, just a little bit of the story. The Congressional Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic has reported that former Chief Medical Advisor to President Joe Biden and former head of the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Disease, Anthony Fauci was snuck into the headquarters of the Central Intelligence Aid Agency in order to influence their findings on the origins of COVID-19. Oh, excuse me. Well, when I read that and given all that's happened, the scary part is I can believe it. I can totally believe it because Fauci was getting himself into all kinds of stuff. I mean, he was getting his. Oh, he was definitely getting some. That's for sure. But holy cow, people. This is just a whole new level of messed up. And to have this type of information, I mean, it makes you ask the question, what else, What the hell else was he doing? Hmm? Fauci? Hmm? What were you doing? Oh, narcissistic one. Hmm? I don't know. But I'll tell you what. I can't wait to see if there's any more of this because if he was that influential with the CIA so much that he had to be snuck into headquarters, it doesn't exactly bode well uh, with like, hello, what in the heck are you doing? So, yeah. I caramba. So, yeah. I I'm just... I just don't know. I just do not understand. Oh, what's going on? But, oh, and, it, and yes, my friends, we are still counting down um, to government, to a possible government shutdown this weekend. Uh, they're still duking it out in Congress. And I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't even really want to, uh, I don't even really want to uh, track this story because you've got too many people in the GOP. One of the big reasons why I became an independent is because the buffoonery of the GOP, the buffoonery of Kevin McCarthy and all of his, uh, all of his buds. Yeesh. And then, of course, now, <laughs> oh my gosh, and I, I don't even want to mention this, but I got to, I, I just, ugh, it's crazy. Apparently, Cassidy Hutchinson, who apparently has been uh, written a new book, and it is full of crap. I mean, she's on with Rachel Madcow the other night on MSLSD. She was on CNN. I mean, oh my gosh, this woman is a wackadoodle. I mean, so it would be perfect for her to go on C uh, MSLSD, but, but yeah, it's like this is also the woman who has been dropping hints and claims that um, it, it's just crazy. It is just absolutely crazy crazy this this a young woman who has completely lost her mind and of course she had to mention Matt Gates congressman Matt Gates fellow Floridian total stud and out there actually being reasonable and rational and getting our physical house in order but but apparently a wit a witness who was mentioned in Cassidy Hutchinson's book claimed somehow somehow Cassidy Hutchinson thought this uh, person was Mormon and they're not a Mormon. I mean, oh my gosh, how you got to remember about Cassidy Hutchinson. You got to remember. This girl 
was the same Cassidy Hutchinson who went before the January 6th kangaroo court with this delusional, fanciful tale of President Trump like in an action movie. You know, she, you know, he went across the beast to try to uh, stop the uh, Secret Service driver on January 6th and all that, and it's just, and all of it was crap. All of it was crap. So much so, even the director of the Secret Service said, hey, I'll come over there and I will testify to the opposite. It's that bad. Oh, mutta, is it that bad. But hey, what can you do, folks? Uh, I, I just see some of this stuff and I just go, oh my gosh. Do I really want to be alive while this is going on? Well, sadly, I have no say in that matter. Uh, that That's a God thing. But oh well. Anyway, my friends, I'm just going to call it a day. I'm going to get ready uh, to get some dinner and get ready to watch President Trump tonight in Michigan speaking to all of these uh, United Auto Workers and so forth. It's going to be a hoot. So always remember, I just say please subscribe to our podcast. We can be found on all platforms, big, small, and in between. Just find it in black and right and look for our flaming microphone. And there you go. You can follow, you can subscribe, you can get notified uh, when new episodes come about. And thank you to so many of you for helping us get into the top 20 of top uh, black conservative podcasts. And I'm grateful to you all. So my friends, take care of yourselves. God bless you guys. Uh, I will see y'all tomorrow. And, and as always, remember, patriots come in all colors. Thank <laughs> you.